Hello. Hi. I'm Sarah. I'm Casey. And we are Relatively Relatively Dark. It has been a while. How are you, sister? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I had a good night last night. I went to a Luke Combs concert with Amy. Shout out. Love you. <laughs> um, before I started this terrible case, I want to say that our hearts and prayers go out to everybody in Nashville with the school shooting yes, that recently okay. happened. Those in Louisville who were victims and affected by, was it two shooters in downtown Louisville? I don't know about that one. Sorry. Oh, so... Thoughts and prayers with all of y'all. Yes. Do you have anything you want to say before I start? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> today, I'm going to tell you about the murder of Tristan Bailey. Okay. This one is very recent. The most recent one that I've covered so far. Okay. Our story begins on Mother's Day in 2021. Mother's Day. Which is May 9th. And I did not realize that it was so close to Mother's Day now. So, sorry. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I feel like sometimes I like covering stuff close to the anniversary of when it happened. Mm -hmm. It just sucks that it happened on Mother's Day. Yeah. But on Mother's Day in 2021, the children of Stacy and Forrest Bailey, they got up to make a Mother's Day breakfast. Uh, One of their daughters started getting things ready, and then she went to wake up her youngest sibling, 13-year-old Tristan, Mm -hmm. and she was not in her room. Okay. Tristan Bailey was born January 18th, 2008. She was the youngest of five children that Forrest and Stacy Bailey had. She had three older sisters and one older brother. Okay. They referred to themselves as the Bailey Seven, the kids and the parents. Okay. That's super cute. They lived in St. John's County, Florida, in the Durban Crossing suburbs. Okay. Nice neighborhood, tight-knit community. She was, like I said, 13 years old. She was a 7th grader at Patriot Oaks Academy, where she was also a cheerleader. Okay. She was described as a vibrant, loving, supportive person who brought life to everyone around her. Okay. Her older sister, Brittany, said she had a contagious laugh, a beautiful smile, she was determined, and she was sassy, and she didn't care what anybody thought about her. Her mom, Stacy, said that she was the loudest baby in the nursery when she was born, so she was very confident and extroverted Gotcha. from day one. She liked TikTok, Starbucks, Target, and Gucci. Okay. So, <laughs> um... So, just a little bit about her. Back to Mother's Day morning. Uh, They all search the home, and she is nowhere to be found. And Stacy uh, calls 911 at 10 a.m. to report her missing. Okay. Her dad drove around looking. The community was helping in the search. Authorities as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. And just after 6 p.m., a call came into 911, and a man who was out for a run discovered a body in the woods located near a neighborhood cul-de-sac. The body was identified as 13-year-old Tristan Bailey. She had 114 sharp force injuries. Wow. She had 35 to her head and neck, 14 on her upper back and shoulders, 
12 to her mid-back, and 3 on her lower back. Tristan also had a total of 49 defensive wounds Mm. on her hands, wrists, and arms. Oh my gosh. She fought for her life. Yeah. 13. Um, The police quickly discovered that Tristan had hung out with two classmates the night before. One was named Trey. I don't have a last name, Mm -hmm. possibly because of his age. And the other was a 14-year-old named Aiden Fucci. Okay. Trey told police that him and Aiden were hanging out at his house, at Trey's house, playing video games around 1130 that night. And Aiden called and invited Tristan to come over. Okay. She took some convincing, but she did sneak out and she got there around 1230 that morning, the morning of the night. Right, so kind of like right after midnight. Yeah. Okay. Aiden and Tristan left together around 1.10 a.m. This is what Trey tells them. Okay. Now let's talk about Aiden Fucci. Like I said, 14 years old, he was in eighth grade. He was a classmate of Tristan's, and he lived less than one mile from her house. Okay. His girlfriend, Zophie Bowman, she said he was a tough kid with a lot of issues, Aiden supposedly told her that his mom would tell him he was a disappointment. He Mm. said he felt neglected by both his parents. He said his dad would sometimes hit him and he wouldn't let him show emotions. Like he'd kind of dog on him if he showed any kind of emotion. Right, like that's a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. She said that he had anger issues and he had told her that he hated the things that he did when he was angry. Like he would throw things or whatever. Yeah. When she was asked if he had ever gotten violent with anyone, she said that he once beat up another kid. Apparently, Aiden was supposed to buy a vape from this kid, but he took it anyways without paying. Then there was a confrontation, and he beat him up. Whatever. Gotcha. So, quick. Whenever you said that he didn't like the way he was when he was angry, Aiden didn't like the way Aiden was when Aiden was angry? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought you meant, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't thinking about the father. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Whenever you're no, that's doing it yourself and you know what it is, sometimes oh, yeah. I will, as you know, skip stuff and then confuse people. I think everybody's like that. If you're not, then wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zophie also told investigators that Aiden often carried a knife mm-hmm. and he talked about killing people. Okay. She said that he even talked about killing her. Oh, wow. And she said that he would come up from behind her and imitate slitting her throat. Okay, that's weird. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. But it's weird because she said he would also apologize if he, like, accidentally bumped into her or something. Yeah, that's weird. So, expresses an urge to kill people or a curiosity about killing people, imitates slitting her throat, and then accidentally hits her. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Yeah, that's weird. It's very uh, contradicting. Contradictory. That's the word I was trying to think of. Um, and she said that he had also told her that he heard voices whenever he did get angry. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Her, along with some of his other friends, they said that they never took it seriously. He was a little strange. He had a dark sense of humor. You know, they figured he was just joking. So he had expressed to multiple people... Yeah. Especially his girlfriend and Trey. They were kind of like the three that would always hang out. Yeah. Trey even said that he had said that it would be satisfying to watch the blood drain out of somebody. 
This is a 14-year-old. Yeah, that's not right. And Zophie also told authorities that Aiden told her that he thought that it was going to happen soon and she should expect it within the next month. Okay. It being he's going to murder someone. Yeah. And he said that after he killed someone, he would just act innocent and keep killing people. He would eventually run away, make people think that he was dead, and then kill even more people. Did she not bring any of this to anybody's attention until somebody wound up dead? No. Nobody did. Like, that's the thing. If somebody is aggravated with somebody and they one time mention, like, I'm going to kill him, don't report that to police. If people are repeatedly, repeatedly, that's not a word, repeatedly hearing that you want to kill people, you want to drain somebody's blood. Mm -hmm. And he even said that if he was going to kill someone, he would pick a random person, drag them into the woods and stab them. Wow. Tristan was found in the woods and she was stabbed. That is how she died. Mm -mm -mm. As soon as this story came out, Social media was all over it, and a big part of that is because Aiden, um, him and Trey were in the back of a police car. They were just being held. Yeah. And Aiden took a selfie holding up a peace sign with the caption, Hey guys, has anybody seen Tristan lately? Wow. And one response to that was, you were with her, Aiden. You know what happened to her. Wow. That's crazy. Severe issues going on up there. Police later discovered that there was security footage from a home near where the body was found. It showed Aiden and Tristan walking. And then an hour and 45 minutes later, the same security footage shows Aiden heading back the way they came. Mm-hmm. Alone. Right. Carrying his shoes and running. Man. He had just killed Tristan and was running back. Yeah. So, Zophie told police Aiden had two knives. Mm-hmm. that he kept basically anytime he wasn't at school. Because this is a 14-year-old. Yeah. He's in eighth grade. Anyway, sorry, I can't get over it. Um, he had two. One was named Picker, and the other one was named Poker. So he has, like, this fascination with knives. Yeah. And Trey told police that the night she was killed, Tristan held the knife that killed her. Mm. Yeah, that's ominous. Very. It's very disturbing. So all the evidence that they had against Aiden, they found a buck knife in a pond near Tristan's body. The tip of it was missing. And the tip matching that knife was found embedded in Tristan's scalp. Oh my gosh. And it was later identified as belonging to Aiden. Mm -hmm. They had the security footage. They had DNA, cell phone records, recorded calls from while he was being held in jail. Yeah. Um, Snapchat, email accounts, not to mention all the things that investigators were told by the people who knew Tristan and or Aiden. Right. Also, in his house, in his room, they found wet shoes, bloody clothes, a knife sheath, and a notebook filled with violent drawings. Mm-mm-mm. By the bathroom sink, there was blood, and they have like home video cameras on the inside of their house. Okay. Aiden's mom, a woman by the name of Crystal Smith, there is footage of Crystal taking a pair of jeans from Aiden's room to the bathroom, and it looks as though she is scrubbing them. 
she is showing them to another woman that is there. They never released her name. Okay. But that woman told investigators that Crystal had found the jeans in Aiden's hamper and they were damp. So she asked this unnamed witness if she saw anything on them and later told her that she washed them. So she's got these jeans. She knows something's up because they're damp. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing she thinks there's blood on them and she washes these pants. And this witness had told Crystal that she didn't see anything on them, but it probably wasn't a good idea for her to wash them. Right. The police may have a problem with that. Yeah. But when that occurred, Crystal hadn't yet learned what had happened to yeah. Tristan. But you knew something happened. Yeah. Another indicator that she knew something happened, um, her and Aiden's dad were in a holding room, and she asks Aiden if he's sure that there isn't anything on his clothes. This is before she washed them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't think so. Why? And she gives him this puzzled look, and then she whispered to him, blood. Mm-mm-mm. I understand you will do anything for your child, but if your child does that... Yeah. Not that it would be easy. Right. 100%. I mean, that's condoning harming another human being. Yeah. And at the at that point, I mean, even if you don't know it's murder, like, you're, you're still hurting another human being and trying to cover it up. Yeah. Even if it was an accident, you still need to own up to it and face the consequences. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So police obtained a search warrant during which time they found those jeans in question. Mm -hmm. Those, along with the drain in the bathroom sink, tested positive for blood, Mm -hmm. and Aiden Fucci was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. That charge was later changed to first-degree murder Mm -hmm. due to their brutality. And all this evidence that he planned on doing this to someone at some point. Right. And he was charged as an adult. Really? Yes. Even though he was charged as an adult, he was ineligible for the death penalty because of his age. Gotcha. He was facing 40 years to life in prison with a review in 25 years, which is required by law because he's a 14-year-old child. Yeah. So they had a, it wasn't a trial. It was, I guess, like a Mm pre-trial, something along those lines. But Tristan's family, a lot of them spoke. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go over some of the things that they said. Okay. Um, her sister, Alexis, she dropped one by one 114 aqua stones into a jar, one for each stab wound Tristan suffered. Mm-mm. Aqua was Tristan's favorite color. Aqua, turquoise, whatever. Um, and this took about three minutes. Just sat there and put one after another after another. Man. And she said, quote, Did she cry for my mother? Did she beg you to stop? Did you hear her lungs gargling with blood? Or did you see it in her face when she realized she could no longer breathe due to her collapsed lung? How long did she suffer? Did you watch the life leave her eyes? Do you know the answer to any of these questions? Or were you too caught up in the thrill of the kill? Surely. Yeah. I'm probably going to have a choked up moment. Mm-hmm. At some point, because it's a lot. Um, she said that when she got the news that Tristan's body had been found, her father laid on the floor, quote, screaming in a way no human should ever be able to produce. Yeah. Um, her brother, Tegan, he said that the night Tristan met up with Aiden, he was watching TV and he started falling asleep, so he went to bed. 
and he said, quote, every single day, I can't help but wonder what would have happened had I slept on that couch or if I'd stayed up later. Had I slept on that couch that was within earshot of our front door, there's a possibility that my little sister would still be alive today. I've lived with that question, that weight, and that guilt since I went to wake up Tristan on Mother's Day and found her room empty. Mm. And it's, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. Her dad said to Aiden, I loathe your very existence and know that there is nothing within you that reflects the smallest amount of goodness or human decency. That's sad. Yeah. So at first, Aiden pled not guilty, but in February of this year, he changed his plea to guilty. And on March 24th, Aiden Fucci was sentenced to life in prison. Okay. While delivering his sentence, Judge R. Lee Smith stated that Tristan, quote, suffered a painful, horrifying death from someone that she trusted. After sentencing, Aiden was sent to the Sewanee, I think is how you say it. I don't know. I didn't look it up. (laughs) A correctional institution in Live Oak. Since being in jail, Aiden has been involved in multiple fights. He has been caught with contraband. Uh, There's been reports of him bullying other inmates for the stuff they get from commissary. Mm -hmm. Like a little brat taking kids' lunch money, basically. Yeah. He's been confrontational and threatening towards the guards. Um, He's had to be pepper sprayed as well as restrained on more than one occasion. Mm -mm. According to another inmate, Aiden stated that he was, quote, real because other inmates may have shot people, but he stabbed a girl face to face. So what, like you're real tough? His mom, Crystal, was arrested for evidence tampering. Oh, wow. Which is a third degree felony. And if she is convicted, it is punishable by up to five years in prison. Mm. Good on him. Mm -hmm. So the last bit of this, I know it's all kind of like wrapped up and stuff, but I want to focus on Tristan. And her family held a memorial service for Mm -hmm. her. And I want to go over some of the things they had to say to give everybody an understanding of who Tristan was. Her dad, Forrest, said, When things get difficult, when things are tough, when you want to achieve something, but it's challenging, I want you to hear one more additional voice in your head, encouraging you forward. Really take her name to heart and hear her cheering you on. Mm -hmm. He talked about how they would have dinner every Sunday. They would have no phones, no electronics. Mm -hmm. And he encourages people to find time to do that with your family because that kind of quality time together is so important. Right. They said that their family was losing their, quote, baby Bailey, but it wouldn't change the fact that they're still the Bailey seven. Mm. Um, Her mom, Stacy, said, My heart is broken and it is devastated, but I made a promise to her today that I was going to keep her memory alive. I was going to make her name shine above all the evil that has happened. And she went on to say, we are forever changed as a family, but we will always be the Bailey seven. For now, I will follow what Tristan has always said. Get it together. You got this mom. Always and forever, my cheerleader and my sweet baby girl. Mm -hmm. Her oldest sister, Brittany, said... Our similarities created some of the strongest memories and tightest bonds, but also some of the most catastrophic fights. I mean, we're talking about the two of us going at it with each other over the exact same thing, and usually it was a terrible attitude towards one another. But that was just it. We were so similar, we got over things the same way. 
we could just start over. The love was always evident and trumped all. And mm-hmm. that, sorry. It's okay. That reminds me of us. Yeah. Us exactly and our sisters. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, we are obviously really close, especially if we can do a <laughs> podcast together um, and talk for hours at a time. Um, but we're always all really close. So that resonates with us a lot, what she said. And we have all done that so many times. Fought, and then five minutes later, we can't. We want to play a board game or something, (laughs) so we would get over it. Uh, Brittany also said that Tristan was one of the most confident, well-rounded, beautiful, smart, and kind-hearted humans she knew. Mm. Her sister Alexis said, When someone you love becomes a memory, the memories become treasures. Let Tristan become your treasure. Mm. Her brother Tegan, he talked about how all of his sisters had taught him a lot. And he said the most important thing that Tristan taught him was to have determination and drive to reach your goals. He talked about the Saturday before Mother's Day. He got home and he hadn't reached his goal on his little fitness rings, Mm -hmm. like the iPhone app. Yeah. So he decided to go for a walk and Tristan asked if he reached his goal. He said yes. She's like, cool, bro. And he said, quote, the last thing I got to talk about with my sister was that I reached my goals. That takes determination and drive, things that I learned from her. As my sister Brittany said, I know one day I will see her again. And my new goal is to tell her that I've reached all of my goals between now and then. And that that is something I learned from her. Oh, my heart. Um, Since Tristan's death, her family has made some pretty awesome strides to do good in honor of Tristan. They have either developed or are working on developing a youth mental health program, Mm -hmm. as well as a community gym that offers self-defense classes and a scholarship program. Good. And I feel like that says a whole heck of a lot about who they are as people. Oh, yeah, totally. The fact that this person that did something so horrific to their daughter, they're able to recognize that something was wrong. Yes, he needed help. That's kind of what was going through my mind whenever you were saying some of the stuff about him. Somebody failed him. I'm sorry. I'm not one to bash and blame whatever. His parents are part of the reason. And I don't give a crap if that makes people mad or not. Yeah. One part of it is he smoked weed a ton, apparently. He's 14. It's going to happen. That's not the issue mm-hmm. with me. The issue is if it's that much... You don't even have a conversation with them about, is something going on? Are you trying to, you know, escape from something? And the fact that the whole genes thing. I mean, if what they said about his mom was true, telling him that he's a disappointment. Yeah. He's like the least favorite in the family, I think, was part of it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, they failed him. Yeah. It's not all on them by no means, but whenever they should have done better. Whenever children in our society do these things and a whole spectrum of evil things that children have done throughout history, there was something that interfered with the goodness in them. Mm-hmm. And it's our job as adults to interfere with that interference, you know, to stop that mm-hmm. from growing or yeah. even seeds are going to be planted in a bunch of different aspects. You know, whatever is fed is what's going to grow. Somebody should have stomped that out and planted something else. Somebody along the way should have done that. Whether if it wasn't his parents, it should have been his teachers. Somebody should have done something. Not to defend what he did in any way. No. But at the he's very such, least. He's so young. 
the very least, that girlfriend? Yeah. That friend? <laughs> yep. They should have said something. I'm not blaming them because they were young, too. I'm sure they were around the same age, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. But just say something. If there's any young if people that listen to this. If somebody is talking about wanting to murder somebody. Yeah, that's not right. Tell something. You know how they say, see something, say something. Hear something, say something. Yeah, especially if it's repetitive. Yes. If- and going back to what you said about the seeds, you have to feed yeah. whatever. Um, at the memorial service, Tristan's dad actually told a little tale. I think it was like a Cherokee from the Cherokee tribe. Mm-hmm about how in everybody there are two wolves yeah there's a bad wolf that yep. is the jealousy the yeah. envy the hate the anger mm-hmm. all of the bad things and then there's the wolf of good mm-hmm. of the joy of the happiness of the laughter of the compassion and the love right and they ask you know well which one wins right and the answer is the one you feed right um something else that kind of goes along with that in more of a spiritual aspect the church service that I went to Friday night, the preacher said that there's, uh, God has a will for you, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Satan also has a will. Yeah. And then it is your will, you know, you have your free will that's going to decide which one you want to, which one you want to follow. Yeah. Do you want to follow God's will or do you want to follow Satan's will for you? Because they both have plans for you. Yeah. What are you going to give way to? Like I said, I'm not defending what that boy did at all. No. But he was so young, and it was somebody's job to protect him from the evil of the world, I feel like. Yeah. We lost. Yeah. We failed along the way, and I hate that for him. And I pray that maybe one day he can find the right way to live. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. It's so hard because there's so many people that somebody does something this horrific and this terrible, and it's so easy to be... They're a monster. They don't deserve this. They deserve nothing, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's probably a lot easier to do that if you don't have... It's easier for me to do that for an adult, too. That, but it's also easier for people who don't have the beliefs we believe. Right. I mean, not that they're wrong. Right. Um, You know, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but it's so hard to be like, they don't deserve this, this, this. But I mean, 14. Yes. How are you going to be like, they deserve nothing, that's why I thought it was sad when the father said that he loathed his existence. Like, I hate that he feels that toward him. Maybe he doesn't anymore. Maybe he feels like he's... I feel like he... Because I feel like that was said before the memorial service. And that I was think said at now, the sentencing or something, right? It might have at been. Some, sometime during the trial. Well, they didn't have a trial because oh, he, yeah, well, he so, pled yeah. guilty. Some court thing is when it was said, but I mean, look now they're wanting to do a mental health yeah, and I facility. Think that, that's great. So I think they understand that something is there. Yeah, Not that they forgive yeah. him or anything like that, but right. they yeah. understand that he needed help yeah. and he was not given that help. And so I think it's amazing that they're wanting to do something to make that help readily available. Yeah, I think that that's for anybody great. else who needs it or has thoughts like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking of when you said that they, you know, were doing something for mental health and for self-defense. Like, they are opening up health on both aspects of this horrible crime. For children or anybody who is in a situation where they need to defend themselves. And for children who are in that state of mind where they need help, too. And I think that that's amazing. It is. Truly, truly amazing. Yep. So, that's the story of Tristan Bailey. They have a Facebook page titled Tristan Bailey Strong. It is ran by her mom, Stacy. It is updated regularly. I know recently she's been posting about the trial dates and stuff for Crystal Smith, Aiden's mother. Mm-hmm. 
So you can check that out. There's also a memorial website if you want to donate to their cause. Mm -hmm. I'll link that in the show notes as well. And their slogan for that is, This fund will be used to continue to spread Tristan's light, love, and passion for helping others. Mm -hmm. And that is the story of Tristan Bailey. I know it was kind of this and then bam. Yeah. (laughs) But I wanted to talk about Tristan. I wanted to talk about the mental health side of it and Tristan. Yeah. Yeah, Aiden, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is what happened. He did it, da-da-da, Tristan. Gotcha. Um, I understand that. I appreciate that. I respect that. But there are aspects that are ongoing, and if there's any updates or this and that, maybe we'll, you know, do an update episode. Yeah. I want to say that if there's anybody, um, teenage years, that listen to our podcast, like what we've said, you know, like somebody should have said something when it was it should have been obvious that Aiden was struggling with something. Mm-hmm. Abuse at home or whatever, regardless. Those things that you think about to report. Okay? Yeah. But whenever they're talking the way Aiden talked about, obviously people don't think about reporting those things because a lot of people heard it and nobody said anything. Yeah. Whether they're serious or not, like we say all the time, what if you're wrong? Yeah. What if what you think is not right and they are serious like Aiden was? So if anybody hears anything that somebody is repeatedly saying things like this that obviously are not right then you need to say something to somebody yeah so i'm asking please do (laughs) like be the voice that speaks up yeah you know if somebody says something like that to you and you even have the smallest inkling that uh, that's not right you're gonna get a feeling that yes and there's a reason for that too hearing something like that those feelings yeah those feelings if it was a one-off or whatever then they can talk to somebody and work through their issues and everything will be fine either way say something yeah those thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. that if you get them they're not there for no reason you need to do something about it yeah um i'll um also link like i've done in previous episodes um resources if you are having thoughts you shouldn't been be having or struggling with whatever but yeah uh email us your personal stories case suggestions thoughts theories if you want to talk yeah (laughs) um join our facebook group follow us on instagram like rate review yes um you can become a relative by joining patreon yes we are on twitter tiktok i don't even think i have links to those in the show notes ever because nothing's on there yet so yeah if we put something on there then we'll link it and you can follow that one too yeah Uh, but thanks for listening guys we hope you keep listening thank you Bye. Bye. bye bye goodbye